we made it back to the second half here on Main Street Sports Today, the Thursday edition with special guest George Plaster and the moment he's been waiting for. Our daily Brave segment brought to you by Insert Your Business here. We're, we're still waiting that. The big win over the Mets yesterday, we'll talk about that. Also, best coaching jobs in the SEC. Bet he's got a list. Chris has a list. I know he does. And... We'll, uh, we'll chat a little bit about the Preds and the Avs tonight. Game two from the Mile House City. Who's in goal or in net and does it matter? <laughs> a little news about a potential return of the main guy in net. So we'll preview the Preds uh, coming up here on Main Street Sports State. Second half back to George Plaster and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hope you will yes. have some margaritas and some tacos at some point today. If not, what in the world are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you like margaritas? I like May. <laughs> I do too. It's a big fan. Uh, this is my favorite time of year. This is the, typically it's not as hot as it is today. So, you know, anyway, talking about being hot. The Atlanta Braves, the opposite of that over the last few few weeks. Notice that. <laughs> One series win on the year. Uh, victim in two of the Cincinnati Reds' three season wins. God. <laughs> Is that not insane? <laughs> and Poor Reds. The poor Reds. It, it, mm. David, I feel bad for David Bell. I really do. But neither here nor there. But Atlanta goes into New York, basically concedes game three to the Rangers and just says, if we get a win, great, but we're not expecting one kind of thing with Kyle Muller. Mm -hmm. In order to be able to pitch one, two, three, and four against the Mets. Well, it semi-worked out as Max Fried, of course, gets the opening game win, and then Ian Anderson who pitched around some jams yesterday, gets a win in the series finale to earn the split. Still six games back, but at least you're not eight games back, which you very well could have been with a uh, not as good of a performance as Ian Anderson gave yesterday. Yeah, it was a two-game game. game. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just a couple of thoughts about what I've seen so far. They look like a team that, does not have the emotional zip that they did a year ago. Um, And so you say, okay, what would cause that? Well, I think what caused it is Freddie Freeman. I think the the inability to get him re-signed absolutely shocked their locker room because they're, they're sort of this, you know, of all people, Freddie Freeman staying. Well, you know what? He didn't stay, and I think it put a shock into that locker room that I'm not sure they've totally gotten over. I feel sorry for Matt Olson. Matt Olson, first of all, for those who don't know, was a Vanderbilt commit mm-hmm. that ended up not going there, ended up playing with the Nashville Sounds for two years as a member of the Oakland A's when they had Matt Chapman and Chad Pender and Joey Wendell and all that that group that's gone on to do pretty good things. Uh, I feel bad for him because I think there's a lot of pressure on him um, 
And I don't know who's at fault. I, I suspect both of them are a little bit. But I, I still come away with the same. The Atlanta Braves won a world title in spite of Liberty Media. Mm-hmm. They basically prospect up so well that even Liberty Media couldn't screw it up. <laughs> this is no way to run a baseball team, is to be worried about whether your second quarter earnings are good enough to make Freddie Freeman the offer in time for him not to be pissed off. That's ultimately what I think this came down to, and I think he got to a point where he said, screw it, I'm going somewhere else. It's, I agree that I think there's some pressure on Matt Olson. I think Braves fans as a whole have tried to express that we are not putting that pressure on Matt Olson, but there is a level of expectation because – the entire time you're negotiating with Freddie Freeman, there's a contingency of Braves fans saying, just go get Matt Olson. So he knows that if you spent any time on social media at all, he knows that Braves fans compare him to Freddie Freeman and expect what they got from Freddie out of him. The difference in this team is I don't know that there is a leader right now. Right. You had a guy like Freddie Freeman who could enforce those clubhouse rules that clearly Ronald Acuna Jr. did not enjoy. Uh, But I saw a little bit of fire out of Ozzy when Marcelo Zuna failed to take home on that pass ball in Texas where he came all the way to third base and and got and kind of lit a bit of a fire under Marcelo Zuna. And and maybe Ozzy is that guy because he does have seniority leadership capabilities. But that's where they're lacking right now. They don't have a guy who's just been in the organization for so long that is it everyone in the locker room says, he's our leader. We listen to him. Here's the other thing. They're missing Mike Soroka. I mean you you can you can cut it any way you want. And I think most people thought that they would go into, if they lost Freddie Freeman, that they would take that money and and go get themselves another starting pitcher. Now, they may well do that at the deadline. I have no idea. They ended up getting a closer, which you They ended up getting a closer need. that nobody saw coming. Kind of a weird deal. I, I remember being like, is that really what they need? It was not. (laughs) It may have been what was available on the market. Um, You know, Colin McHugh was another one. They've got a lights-out bullpen if everybody performs the way they need. But if you're you're going to really go head-to-head with the Dodgers, because you got to remember a year ago, no Clayton Kershaw at the end. Um, Help me, first base. Max Mun- Max uh, Max Muncy, Muncy, yeah, not available. Come playoff time, yep. those hurt, were two huge pieces that helped the Braves. And not to mention, they had to play the play-in game, and they screwed their entire rotation right. up. So, <laughs> so under the category of of number one, how would the Braves, you know, how, how would they attempt to repeat? Well, first of all, you want to win your division, and that's not going to be easy. The Mets are better. Uh, I'm a Buck Walter fan. I'm biased. Uh, he was uh, on the first minor league baseball team I ever broadcast. Yeah. Buck is brilliant. 
This guy knows how to manage. He knows baseball. And they're going to be better because of him. Now, if you get past the Mets, how do you get by this Godzilla of a payroll? I don't know. But I think one of the answers is to get Soroka back by about August 1 so that come playoff time, they can slide him in and go toe-to-toe with L.A.'s rotation. Bryce Elder's not going to get it done. Not for a a season. Not yet. Um, And who knows? Kyle Wright's been great so far. I never dreamed I would ever say that. How about it? Yeah. It's about damn time. (laughs) I mean, just to be perfectly honest. Expectation. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's about time. Um, You know, they're throwing some guys out there right now that come August, they don't need to be throwing out there. Um, Injuries have, have caused some of this. They need Soroka back. And and the weird thing is, it's like the Predators with upper body injuries. You have no idea what's going on with Soroka. All right, we have no idea. Zero, None. zero clue. Because you, uh, you know, we, we had updates all throughout last year, mm-hmm. and then he starts throwing a little bit and then gets into the bullpen and boom, pops it again. I think part so, of it is they don't know. Uh, they don't. I, I think they're just, and this is what we said last year. I think they're holding their breath. If Whenever you think he's ready, give it another month. Yeah. Because at this point, it's not worth ending the kid's career. So, And that's what would happen. Uh, the Braves definitely need an extra pitcher. And unfortunately, uh, Babe Ruth is not available. Hmm. And for today's This Day in Braves history, insert your business here, hmm. we go. This Day in Braves history. That's right. What we year? go all the way back to 1935. Oh, good Lord. Where Boston Braves, Babe Ruth, and St. Louis Cardinals' Dizzy Dean dueled on the diamond. Babe Ruth walked in his first at bat, but Dizzy Dean got the last laugh. He kind of had two strikes and said, you know what, outfield, take your, take a seat. We don't need you. Blows a fastball by the 40-year-old Ruth for a strikeout and... Dizzy Dean wins the game in shutout fashion, seven to nothing, and hit a home run as well. JP, you were there. What was that like? <laughs> I was. I was hoping you could tell me, but uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, anytime you can get a Babe Ruth on this day, it's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. His only year in the yeah. Braves organization, but okay. he, hey. he spent a year with the Braves organization. Played twenty eight games for the Boston Braves. Twenty eight. I think he pitched mostly. I don't think he. It did a whole lot more. but All right. We are back after a few messages to talk about coaching jobs in the Southeastern Conference. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint comes back after this. Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, George Plaster, J.P. Plant on the controls. What a great Thursday it has been. George, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Absolutely. It's it's been a pleasure and been a great show. We've had some some interesting banter because like you said, you're not used to being the one peppered with questions. It's different. It it is different because normally I'm the one asking the questions. And everybody else has the answers. This is different. I have no answers. This is different. Actually, who knew you had I anything have... to say, George? Yeah, who knew? You know what? <laughs> right? All these years. After he's been 30 years. He's right. been building, building up all up these things to say. This. We have we have a segment sometimes when I have something to say. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you just go straight into this monologue about me, somebody being trash can juice or whatever. And that, so it, it's always nice when Mo has something to say or JP's got something to say, you know. We got something to say. Got something to say. So after 30 years, you finally got to get all of it out. It's just been word salad all day. <laughs> no, it's going to take more than one show. Um, where are we going? You know, I was, I got this, this uh, notification on my, my phone this morning about Todd McShay's 2023 NFL mock draft. Mm-hmm. And five quarterbacks in the first round. Now, two of them going one-two right off the bat, all right? And I find this interesting because, as I was telling you off, you know, off the air, is not only is Todd McShay predicting what players will be drafted at what position, but in order to do that, he has to predict the NFL. The, the 2022-23 NFL season. And in doing so, he has projected the Houston Texans with the number one overall pick. And with it, he believes they will take Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. Hmm. Which, 
Okay. Would be a pretty good pick. Yeah. The Detroit Lions with pick number two taking Bryce Young out of Alabama. And then the New York Jets taking Alabama defensive end Will Anderson. Why does he think Stroud goes over Bryce Young? You know, I, that's a great question. I, I'm curious, uh, you know, maybe it's the the completion percentage. I mean, Stroud completes 72% of his passes. But here's the beauty is we're sitting here in May. Yeah. We have no idea what these guys' senior season is going to – well, senior season, that's not right. But what their next season right. is like. I mean, Bryce Young – Whatever it is he got paid in NIL, he was worth every penny of it. He was terrific. Made a million dollars without taking a snap. He might have. and um, no, he, he, That's what Saban said. I, right. I, I don't know. I mean, who are, who are we to challenge that? <laughs> right. Um, because we now find that while we were shocked by that figure when he blurted that out, and it was a recruiting deal, the reason right, he, he blurted did. it out was to basically – throw a helicopter over and say, future recruits, look at what we can do. <laughs> we got money, honey. Oh, you got my the time. goodness. So, um, so where are you going with this? Well, I, nowhere particularly. I just find it interesting that the five quarterbacks that, he, that, that McShay has taken in the draft, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, makes sense, right? Let me give you the next three, who are all also in the top ten. Anthony Richardson out of Florida to the okay. Carolina Panthers. Stature-wise, gameplay-wise, probably makes some sense with Matt Rule, right? Will Am we, I missing something? I don't I don't know that Anthony Richardson is worth a top ten pick. Right. Well, I mean, what has he done to prove I, that? <laughs> now, this is where McShay has to really go out on some limbs and Boy, if you end up making these correct, you're pretty good because this is in May. Will Levis out of Kentucky and Tyler Van Dyke from the University of Miami Hmm. would be eight to the Giants and nine to the Seahawks. He's really going out on some limbs. Excuse me? (laughs) Exactly. Where's where's the Shaq's Excuse me? I'm sorry, who? (laughs) So let me ask a question. I've been out of town. For a couple of days. Give me that little Titan thing over there. Did what Ryan Tannehill say a couple of days ago get any conversation? A little. I thought it was incredibly stupid. Uh, stupid, but not incorrect. <laughs> Look, I've got no problem that he may feel the way he feels, which is basically I am not going to help somebody take my job. Take my job. I get that. Why are you saying it? First of all, you've got a group of people right now really down on you. This doesn't help that at all. And you've got an organization that is paying you millions of dollars. Why open that can of worms? You know, JP, you you mentioned it. You said he was probably asked directly, how will you help? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Willis, right? Okay. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing that we've learned about Ryan Tannehill. He doesn't often dodge questions. And it may not have been the perfect answer, but it was the answer that he felt like he could give directly to a question. Okay, in fairness, having not been there, I don't know how it 
yeah, how it was either. framed. We don't either. But I do think he needed to have enough ring savvy to have thought that one through ahead of time to say, look, yeah, you need the question Malik Wellis. I'm I'm you know, I'm not in this to be his charity case. But you don't say that yeah, I publicly. Agree. I agree. You're supposed to be the leader of the team, and that's everybody on the team. Well, it, it was a lapse in judgment that I don't think was a very good one. Um, I don't know to what level he's being criticized for it, but I just I think he would have been better off not saying that. I don't disagree. And then at the end, the whole, and if he learns anything from what I do, that'd be great. Well, you know what? I, that answer's not good enough. This guy is making millions of dollars. You know, let, let's not act like we're going to do a telethon for him. He's making a lot of money. He shouldn't have said that. Ryan Tannehill's contract is one reason that A.J. Brown is not a Titan. Could be. Could be. Um, you know, again, I was out of town when all this went down with the draft. How is this team better today than at the end of the season? Honestly, they here long. I've just Pot- I know I've drifted you totally Pot- away from where you wanted potentially- to go. Don't you love that, JP? <laughs> the guest just hijacks. It's a okay. show. Well, totally fine. That's why we call you a special guest, George. Really, as opposed to. I guess just a regular guest. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> potentially longevity. I mean, you're talking about a guy who, uh, A.J. Brown, who played 69% of the snaps last year on offense because he was injured a little bit. Julio Jones barely saw the field, it felt like, right? So now you've got Robert Woods, who's coming off an ACL injury, but you at least expect him to play uh, to, to start the season and hopefully be and there all year kid long. from Arkansas who's, who's now being asked to fulfill um, that kid. Oh my Oof. God. I feel just bad just because he looks he's, like him. He's the Matt Olson of yeah. the Tennessee bad, Titans. Absolutely. And it's, yeah. and it's not fair. It's not fair to him. But again, I hope that we as a fan base can project our lack of expectation onto him and say, look, kid, we just want you to be you, you just be you. And we will be supportive of you. Right now, they sure seem like they're at least a receiver short. I'm hopeful, hopeful that what I saw out of Kyle Phillips' film translates immediately, and Austin Hooper is huge. Austin Hooper will do fine. He's He's the least of their problems. But I think he's the answer to a lot of their problems because Ryan Tannehill's success almost completely hinged on Jonu Smith being available yeah. in the tight end position. And he so, didn't have that at all last year, but from anybody. Right. They basically reduced the tight end position at the end, sort of what I call Gerber's baby food. Absolutely. It was go down four yards, turn around, and we'll hit you. Hopefully. No, no, nothing <laughs> dynamic. We'll you. Nothing dynamic about that. And I'm sure that Anthony Ferkser's injury contributed to some of that. Sure. But the bottom line is where they are today, these people are rookies for a reason. I know. And the only one with any experience is Robert Woods. And I don't think that's enough. George, a a thought on your question about are they better off today than they were yesterday or before the draft? You know, I think it goes to the question of 
did they was the whole draft concept to win now or win for the future and trying to balance that you know i mean wouldn't you think that this team with what they did last year is more in the win now category and they have to be the yeah. window right now is still open yeah and and so but this seems to as 20 as long as 22 is on the field that's open yeah you but i think. mean is is that window open in 24 i, I don't know and that's so. that's the thing it's it and that's why i think it's kind of hard to wrap the, wrap our heads around what the mindset of of what was the plan what is the plan especially with, when you're talking about malik willis yeah. who is not the guy physically yeah. that 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 you expect in a Mike Vrabel-led team's offense. Well, okay, let, let's see if y'all will buy this. I don't think they had any thought that Malik Willis I don't think would they be either. available in the position that he was. And so you end up, and, and I'm sure this is one of the weird things in the draft. You go in today with a show that you've got planned, and I've hijacked it and completely shredded it. you waited until the third round. Yeah. That's right. But my guess is that whatever their plan was got completely shredded yeah. when they looked up and said, whoa, he's still this here. guy is available. We think he's pretty good, and we never dreamed he'd be here. So, boom. And that's a good point, George. Trade up to get him. Yeah, and, and when, when the trade to AJ happened, you know, obviously people think, well, what in the world's happening here? But I, I was thinking to, to, to be positive about this is that maybe – they can use all of these draft picks, maybe some saved money, and they can make a, a, a splash to get something out of this. Whereas if they just you get all these drafts and get younger and not necessarily more proven, it makes you wonder about where this, where the, where this was in the draft. So, I mean, there's still some time, but it, it, that's, that's kind of the head-scratcher about this from well, my point of view. Th- th- there's a couple of things that play out here. Here's Tannehill, who is on the griddle. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. He he became public enemy number one with that fan base as they were leaving Nissan Stadium that night. I heard despite, a bunch of it. Despite the fact that Mike Vrabel probably deserved as much, if not yeah, more. Yeah, their coaching staff didn't have a particularly good good day well, it, either. I mean, you, you you kick two, you kick the ball twice, and you win the game. Right. You kick the extra point, you kick a field goal, you win. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back. That's to the, neither here nor there. The point here. <laughs> is that he's in a make-or-break kind of year. Yes. Now, what we don't know at the moment is, is Malik Willis, a year from now, really ready to be a starting quarterback? If he is, this might be a really interesting question. If he's not, then none of this may all be a moot point. Well, I th- but, but I guess my question is, have they set up Ryan Tannehill with enough weapons to get done what is needed. I, and I think right now the answer is, for me, they're one short. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's – I guess they haven't gotten over the, the Cincinnati game and, and the way Tannehill played, and maybe they think he's not the guy that's going to take us there. So let's go ahead and start looking at the future. Oh, I'm sure it's opened up doubts well, because if, the, the problem is, in that game, uh-huh. the 25-year-old – looked like he could handle the big stage better than the 33-year-old. And so that opened up. I mean, if you think back to the week of that game, none of us ever said to ourselves, hey, one of the problems as they get ready to play Cincinnati 
is that the quarterback, this may be too big a stage for him. Yeah, never thought, and never yet, crossed your mind. In that game, it kind of felt that way. <laughs> it did. Well, the same as, you know, two years ago against Baltimore when he just looked lost. I mean, he looked lost. Well, he's had some great moments here, in fairness to him. His timing for a bad moment wasn't real good. <laughs> this would have been better done in a preseason game. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah in week four instead of. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe so. Well, it, it kind of saw it in week one, really, because we for all of the offseason, we're all talking about how dynamic this, this Titans offense is going to be. You've got Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown and Julio Jones and Ryan Tannehill, who's been phenomenal, and we talked about it on this show. What – what has Ryan Tannehill got to do to prove that he's a top 10 quarterback? I mean, my goodness, he's done all this, 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 and this. Yeah. Well, he proved it. <laughs> he, he proved all of those doubters correct, and that's okay. It's, it, it, top 10 is a tough one. We, we top had 16. We had him, well, we've, and we had, we had, half. we had it, we, we had the discussion about the top half, but we thought yeah. that he was at least in the 10 to 12 range. Okay. This and, is, a clock. Guys. Okay. Do I have to get one of these? <laughs> it's, when it's, I get started? it's on your phone, man. You're good to go. Clocks are on phones? Oh, yeah. That's, that's my phone. Really? That's my cell phone. Okay, that's so not a clock. That's my phone. Well, I understand that. <laughs> so this is something I've got to learn that I can turn my phone on and get to a commercial break in time. It's absolutely. What time possible. were you supposed to go to the break? Uh, I'm. Uh, 45 seconds ago. I'd say we need to go. Ah, it's okay. I'd shut the, I'd (laughs) shut the guest up and (laughs) go to the break. Well, I I mean, okay, before we get out of here, if I, we're going to violate and continue. Absolutely. Because I want to, I want to ask you one question. Okay. If I asked you to tell me what is the best coaching job in the Southeastern conference, what would be your parameters for thinking about that? Good Lord. You how want would, that as the music well, goes just, to the just break? How, <laughs> would you, would you say it is, would you uh, say sources? Do you want to, you want to talk? It. That's the, that's the answer I wanted okay. right there. Resources. resources. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That was, it's, it's like Olivia Dukakis in um, Moonstruck. Why, why do men chase women? And she gets that. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the resources. Answer. Resources. Back in a moment. Apparently, Athlon Sports disagrees. We'll be back. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 
or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Main Street today is your half-hour coffee break with the one and only Devin O'Day featuring lifestyle inspiration and entertainment news. Main Street today airs live weekdays at 11 a.m. Central, or you can catch it on demand on all of these Main Street media social platforms, including highlights on Instagram at Main Street Today Radio. Take your daily coffee break with Miss Devin O'Day on Main Street Today, weekdays, 11 a.m. on Main Street Media social platforms. Welcome back in. It is Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, special guest. George Plaster, JP, as you just heard, talking about our great friend, Devin O'Day, who helps us out at uh, just before noon, getting us ready for the afternoon. Just before lunch, she gets you re-energized for the rest of the day. It's, It's always a great time. And in the future, on your way home from work or wherever you may be you can hear george starting in july right if all goes well july 11th july monday 11th so he's gonna take july 4th and shoot off all the fireworks Mm -hmm. and then bring those fireworks to the come in loaded for bear that's right (laughs) it's a convoy of sports talk Headed your way. Bring it on. <laughs> and, and Watson will be on the show with you, Coach Watson. He will, as will others. Oh, we're excited. We, we TBA. Had, we had Terry McCormick mm. on earlier this week to talk about the draft, and that was a lot of fun. He he uh, always brings some great insight from TitanInsider.com, and he's on your show quite a bit. And always been intrigued by the, the folks that you're able to put on the on your show. So. Like our little promo with you never know who's going to stop by for a chat. Never know. You never know who's going to be on the George Plaster show as it. I told you. Did I not tell you it was going to rain today? Yes, you did. Is that what that is? I could feel it in my left ankle. Yeah, just just like my wife telling me (laughs) that it's going to rain and to cover up the deck. Over there, it's pouring. It is pouring pouring down on on at least this side of West 7th. You're in Columbia. Speaking of pouring, the Colorado Avalanche poured on the goals 
Yes, I'm two aware. nights ago. Seven to two, they defeated the Nashville Predators. Scored five goals in like fourteen minutes, three in three minutes. But George, the good thing is they can't take any of those seven into tonight. Those seven stay. It's zero zero, and Connor Ingram, as mentioned yesterday, JP played this team to a two two tie over forty minutes, which means nothing. I understand it that means not a dadgum thing because you don't know whether Colorado at the, at the point they're up five, nothing. They're just looking to get the game over with. Well, so were well, the Preds too. I, I was, <laughs> I was trying to find something positive, George. Oh, and I so, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Just, you know, trying to reach out to positive. As you all know, I really care about this team. Mm-hmm. I'm a season ticket holder from day one. I probably go to more games than 95% of season ticket holders. Something has gone on in the last four to six weeks with this team, and I don't pretend to tell you what it is. I just know there's a problem. My gut feeling is there's a problem in the locker room. My gut feeling is some of it involves the non-signing thus far of Philip Forsberg. I would not have given David Poyle the leeway to take it this long. If I had been the ownership group, and I have a lot of respect for those people because they stepped up when we needed it and shelled out $192 million of their money, I think they needed to step up about two weeks before the deadline, bring David Poyle in and say, level with us. Where is this? And he would have had to say, I don't know. It's, you know, we're not sure. And then I would have told him, look, set a deadline and if if he if he's not signed by them then then we're trading him we're not going to let him walk out of here and get nothing in return and i think there are all kinds of little issues going on in the background of all this david riddick bless his heart can't stop a beach ball but no that's save been Dave. known for a while I mean, there have been some meltdowns of biblical proportion in recent weeks. There was a seven-goal thing against St. Louis three weeks ago. It was awful. Then this blow a 4 nothing lead in Arizona. I mean, when you look around the NHL, you don't see anybody else doing this. What is going on with this team? Despite the just sensational season that you've gotten from Matt Duchesne, a career year, a year you you had zero expectation of getting. Ryan Johansson, 96 points. I mean, this is a this is a team with three guys, three superstars. Uh, you, Rowan Yossi. But as Forsberg, we sit here right now, four Yossi, Forsberg, Duchesne, they're the only three that score. Nobody else of that group of 20 ever score that that's one of the problems they've got right now is there's no distribution of this at all let let me tell you what what i see and you can tell me if because you see you watch a lot more than i do i don't feel like outside of number nine they have anybody who can handle the puck because it feels like unforced turnovers kill this team because the time of possession is always skewed to the opponent, almost always. And then they don't play good defense on top of that. There's no question that defensively they are at least one player short. 
And right now it is one player named PK Subban. Well, whoever (laughs) it is, they're giving up over the last month and a half. They were giving up about four and a half goals a game and they were getting in the penalty box about seven times a game. And the combination of the two is lethal. Yeah. And part of that is on John Hines because Hines had to basically say, you continue to get in the play in the penalty box your playing time will decrease. And I don't see where he's gotten that message through at all. Right. They were on the ice, what, 90 seconds before somebody was in the yeah, box? I mean, and, and, and once they got on the power play, what did it take them? About 0.1? Yeah, it wasn't long. And then, you know, just for good measure, here comes goal number two, and, <laughs> and then goal, goal number, number five <laughs> hits Riddick in the shoulder, and he has no idea where it is. It's something better change. Well, Huge that's how they, tonight. That's how they lost to Calgary. The right. puck just Same kind, kind of, of deal. Yeah, yeah. Just just found its way to the net. It's like he can't find the puck. By the way, they've it's, made the decision. Th- this just in. Not exactly. You know, breaking news. Connor Ingram will start tonight. They had no choice. No, they didn't have yeah. a choice at all. Uh, George, you'd mentioned uh, Coach Hines, and and I asked Teresa Walker when we had her on um, earlier in the week about. Him, David Poyle, do the Preds have to win this series, have to win two series for them to stay where they are, or has that ship sailed regardless of what happens here in the postseason? It would not shock me if if they end up losing Philip Forsberg and don't get anything in return, that Poyle is basically sent upstairs into more of a chairman of the board kind of job. I don't think it would be fair to fire John Hines I do wonder, though, what's going on in that locker room. Mm -hmm. And whoever it is, whether it's Scotty Nickel, David Poyle, whoever, somebody's got to get to the bottom of what is causing this just cratering that they have done. By the way, is it me or is it sunny out there? Sun has popped back out right after the rain. What in the world? (laughs) There might be a rainbow out there. Hey, man. Yeah. It's Columbia. What What are you going to expect? You expect the unexpected here in Columbia. Is the uh, is the rainbow blue and uh, yellow? Uh, it ought to be blue and so, gold. I hope so. it is because if it is, that's a great omen for tonight. Again, you can catch the Nashville Predators on TNT, which TNT. is dynamite. Yes, TNT or dynamite. <laughs> Colorado leads the series one zero eight thirty puck drop here in on God's time as. We like to call it. <laughs> so you can watch them. Preds and Avalanche. George, thanks for taking some time with us, man. It was a fun show. Enjoyed it. it. Even if you did hijack it. And, yeah, ruined it. And and, and, talk, and tried to avoid talking about Ryan Tanning. <laughs> I'm kidding. Always a good time. Always a good time. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock, same time, same channel. If you missed any part of the show, we've got the podcast available wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at MS underscore sports today. We appreciate it for JP on the controls and George Blaster. I'm Chris Yow saying have a great day and stay cool. Columbia. See you JP later.